0: we're not always very good at spotting how god is at work in ourselves but actually we're not called to do that we're called to spot it in each other and i think that's the joy of being small that you can see the tiniest little element of growth that an individual won't see but you can then go oh no god is moving you. we're growing you in that and that's a joy for me make it be a joy for you and i think that's a that's a lovely element of having a tiny church
1: Welcome to Independence, uh, the FIC podcast. I'm Rachel Sloan, and together with my colleague Eleanor McGowan, um, we serve women in ministry in FIC churches. One of our aims is to see women grow in their faith, to reach out with the good news of Jesus, and doing that amongst the team and hearing that across our churches. And through the podcast, we want to highlight the great work that's been doing in FIC churches across the country. But we're aware that for some people listening to some of the podcasts, the experiences that they've heard might not totally resonate with them because they're in different contexts. So we want to ensure that we're bringing a breadth of different churches that are across um, our network. Um, Previously, we've heard um, from myself and Catherine Jackson about women's ministry in much larger churches. And today we're very pleased to welcome Dawn Thomas and... um, Emily Fen- Fenning, who are going to share their experiences of women's ministry in smaller churches in different parts of um, the UK. So Dawn and Emily, it's lovely to have us, w- have you with us today, and we're looking forward to hear what you have to share with us. But to begin with, can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, who you've maybe left behind today, and what you'd normally be doing on a Thursday? Don, Do you want to kick um, off for us? Okay. Uh, thank you. Sorry to correct you. It's Don Thompson.
0: Thompson. Sorry, but that's sorry. fine. Don't worry. Um, I uh, I'm from West Yorkshire. Um, our church is a tiny church, literally tiny. <laughs> in um, um, it's called Spin Valley Church. It's in um, the valley between Bradford, Leeds, Huddersfield, the major towns in West Yorkshire, um, and we uh, planted there five years ago. Um, And we are serving, our town is 17,000 people, the valley is 50,000 people, so we're currently serving the town, um, because there's 11 of us, uh, so we feel that 17,000 is more than enough for now. Yes. (laughs) Um, I have um, left at home my son, he's 14, he um, is at school. Um, But my husband drove down with um, me this morning, and we're going to spend a couple of days here doing a bit of R&R nice so that's nice lovely
1: and what would you normally be doing oh on sorry Thursday? I always forget
0: the important questions <laughs>
1: um normally
0: on a, on a Thursday morning I would be uh, at a singing group that me and one of our members go to it's a local organized group um but that we just go and we literally just go sit down sing and then have lunch with people that are there so it's um it's been going for about 12 months it's been an opportunity to get to know people Mm. and to make some really good friendships um and uh, the lady that I go with is profoundly blind and the lady that runs the singing group is also blind so that's been common ground for them and they've developed a really good relationship through it that's really good Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah Emily
2: um I've come from Beckles which is in Suffolk It's on the Norfolk-Suffolk border, but my Suffolk-bred husband would say we're on the right side of the border. (laughs) Um, And I've left Tom behind, my husband, and we've got three boys who are 11, 9 and 7. And Thursday is usually my day to catch up with things at home. I have quite a busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is my day to do housework and admin. But if the sun was shining like it is today, I might also go to the very lovely beckles lido for a swim mm. i might have done that today
1: that sounds great is that i get to experience much up yeah I door heated lovely beside oh, the river sounds oh, ideal yeah. <laughs> yeah. A on, on a holiday destination <laughs> yeah i <I'll> remember that <laughs> <laughs> um so you are both um pastor's wives um could you just, you've kind of hinted at it a bit already, but could you tell us a little bit about your church, the community that it's in, the kind of flavour of what it's like doing ministry where you are? Um, so yeah, Beckles, um
2: we're part of Beckles Baptist Church. My husband's the pastor there. Um, it's a church of just under 100 members. Um, and I guess we represent our community we're in really in that... Um, We've got a good representation of every decade, I think, apart from people in their 20s. But that sort of represents where we live. I think where we live is a lovely place to bring up children. Mm. It's a lovely place to retire to. Um, and yeah, I guess we're majority white British. Um, and yeah, we love being there. We love being at our church. Um, it's a fair place to serve. And we're very thankful to be there
0: um we have already said that we are um we have 11 members um five of those are women um and our community is very like yours really it's um it's an old traditional working class town um and the majority of the people that we come across are very working class in their outlook and in, in their everyday lives um and yeah we try to make sure that we get out into the community as best as we can yeah Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah I think that's great great thank you um so we're thinking today about women's ministry and I guess how the dynamic of the size of your church um impacts what and how you do ministry um so before we dig into I guess what you're doing now um Guess for you, we'll start with you, Emily. Like, what was women what w- was going on with the women's ministry before you arrived? What was it like um, when you started?
2: Um, we've been there five years, and there was a small group of women who met on a Tuesday morning to do Bible study. There was another small group of women, mainly elderly women, who met on a Wednesday afternoon for a kind of more traditional women's meeting, um, and there was kind of termly social things happening for women.
1: Mm-hmm done I'm right in thinking you were a church plant or you yeah. kind of started the church. So what were some, I guess, the things that you wanted to have at the beginning or was women's ministry part of the planning? It was, um, um so
0: the plant was kind of two years in the making. So Graham sat down and wrote down his wish list of all things that he would like, as all planters do. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly realised that most of it was dreaming, so he crossed it off. But one of the things that was at the top of the list was a woman's worker. Mm um and um that stayed at the top of the list um not necessarily me but um uh, our community is very much a matriarchal community so if you get the women then you've got the family Mm. um kind of so we knew that we would need someone um to be able to spend time with uh women within the community during during the day Uh, so that was always part of the wish list um But he also set out from the very beginning this idea of we want to be a discipling community. Um, And quite often as Christians, we talk about discipling as something that we do to Christians. We talk about it as something that we do with whoever we meet. So we we would say that evangelism is discipling. So you're just having the same kind of conversation with non-Christians as you would have with Christians. But you obviously go more in depth with Christians because they're saved and they get it. Whereas with non-Christians, you're moving them closer and closer hopefully, to crossing the line, Um, and that was always the intention. So we've always tried to make sure that there's um, informal chatting and one-to-ones and... Um, and then we do do formal as well but that's always been part of the agenda Mm -hmm. as informal as you can get it when I was answering this question I wrote down some of my best spiritual discussions happen while I'm washing up at my kitchen sink with someone else doing the drying up with me Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's the best example of what we try and do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so encouraging just to hear how that was part of the vision from the very beginning and just something that kind of as you establish that at the ground level just then you can see how it grows and flourishes and know that it's so important to disciple and encourage the women in that way especially in the context that you're in isn't it and as we've done it obviously
0: we had two years
1: with covid where everything
0: stopped um and everything went online and so we we'd lost that out of being in and out of each other's houses um which thankfully we're it's back now isn't it and that's that's a joy um but we 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 saw how people who were even as they joined the plant were a bit oh this is a bit this is a bit hands on this is a bit touchy feely this is a bit scary just absolutely love it and are keen to have people in their homes and mm. talking Jesus to one another wherever we are. Graham's I know this is off topic but Graham's best uh, conversations happen in our local Weatherspoons. Mm. <laughs> That's where he does most of his. It's mm-hmm. chatting even like they, you know, the, the lads meet together and quite often as women will go and have breakfast and it's just being part of the local community so that people see what you're doing and often they'll hear what you're talking about and butt mm-hmm. in because that's what people are like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and are the women all of a similar age, those in the church or is it? Thank Should you. Have, that's you a good question. Ones. No,
0: wait, I'd say probably similar to you. We're probably quite spread demographically. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the, the one thing, that, no, but that's not true, I was going to say we're missing children, we're not, we, we have a family that have joined us just recently with three <laughs> boys, which my boy is very happy about. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we, we are quite spread and we've got a good mix of people who work full time and part time and mm. so we've got, um, there's always someone around
1: town, If it's even if it's just Graham or I, we're usually around town. That's really exciting. And you've touched on already and kind of started to share how you've seen that kind of vision of women's ministry and being part of the church kind of grow and develop and become, I guess, an organic part of what you do every day. Um, Can you both share a little bit more about, as you look back in the time you've been in your churches, how the women's ministry has developed, um, grown, kind of maybe changed in some ways from where you first thought it would be? Um, In our
2: situation, after a few years, the afternoon women's meeting just gradually came to a quite natural end and um, those ladies running it were getting older and numbers were dwindling so when that finished that did simplify for us what we encourage women to do in church um, and I guess for the last five years I've invested a lot of my time and energy along with some other leaders to the Tuesday morning group um, and at We just It's really simple, we meet at 10 o'clock for coffee, half past 10, we split into now two groups um, in two different rooms in our church building and look at God's word together Um, for an hour. Now we probably have about 16 to 20 women who come each week. Um, We've started a creche when it's needed, that's helped some of the younger women to come. Um, And then what's been really lovely is that there was a couple of women who work, who Felt like they were missing out, I think, not being able to come. So they started a few years ago. They started a Saturday morning group um, for women who want to meet and look at God's word together. They have bacon rolls, which makes me laugh because one of the leaders is a vegan. <laughs> but I don't know what they do, but they have bacon rolls. They, and they basically do whatever we're doing on a Tuesday morning, but slower. So in September, we started doing Colossians on a Tuesday morning. and um, We finished that, I think, about February time. They're just finishing it now because they've done it each month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been great to see, just a growing, slowly, a growing momentum of just women wanting to meet together, seeing the benefit of just spending time together around God's word, mm-hmm. um, and just the joy of actually those relationships deepening as you, week by week or month by month, look at God's word together. Mm-hmm. that's that's great isn't it we yeah it's quite similar I
0: I suppose we've gone we've always um tried to be have a a balance of formal and informal so much of my my week is spent out and about in the community but also um one-to-ones with the women in our church Mm -hmm. and I try and see each of It sounds like I get around loads of people there's only four of them (laughs) but I try and see all of them once every fortnight to do a sit down, open the Bible, read it together. Um, And then there's all sorts of other things. So one of the other girls and I go to a dancing class together, so we'll get in the car and drive together, just because Mm -hmm. it gives us 10 minutes where we can chat and catch up. Um, Or um, one of the other uh, members of our church, currently they live in Huddersfield, so they drive in, just because finding somewhere to live in Cleckyton is really difficult. Um, um. but one of our other members works in Huddersfield. So once a week she'll bring her home mm-hmm. so that they can have, sit and have mm-hmm. a chat. And it's that kind of informal relationship growing that mm-hmm. I find the most encouraging because mm-hmm. our women, well, our church really, but our women want to spend time together. Mm-hmm. They're looking for excuses mm-hmm. to just spend that time and where they can, you know, they chat about life. We chat mm-hmm. about life, but we chat about gospel and jesus and you know Mm. it'll be sometimes it's so informal you'll get oh yeah and i read that in the bible the other day and that's helpful Mm. and have you thought about this and it's just normal conversation Mm. and then on top of that we have our once a month we call it a titus 2 Mm. meeting which is the the formal Mm -hmm. bible study for the women of the Mm -hmm. church and that was deliberately set up called titus 2 because that's what we're called to do you know Mm. the men teach us the older women of the church. I've got gray hair, I can call myself that now. <laughs> um, and, you know, then we pass it on to the younger women. And Through that, actually, over the period of time that we've been doing it, that's been the um, catalyst for those growth in relationships. Mm. Um, and that's encouraged the women to be much more proactive in seeking one another out and spending time together. And that's overlapped evan- evangelistically as well. Mm. So we'll be one of them. will be um, I'm um, having a a bottomless brunch with some friends. Do you want to come along? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. whenever, whatever. And it's just it's it's really organic, mm-hmm. and that that thrills my heart because mm-hmm. we've not. But it's what we set out to, or what I set out to do, we set out to mm-hmm. get myself out of a job, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of organically happened. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's I interesting what you
2: say too about the informal conversations, and I think providing women opportunities to study God's word together and kind of get used to and normalize talking about the Lord and mm. talking about our faith, talking about the Bible. I think that cat- that then means that when we are informally just spending time together, doing life together, those conversations feel more natural because yeah. we're sort of used to doing it in a Bible study context. And I, yeah, I, I, I it's really great hearing you just say mm. how natural it becomes. Yeah. Um, but I do think the formal sometimes inspires the informal yeah. because you're just used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: and hopefully then that builds as well. So if you're comfortable and confident talking to believers about Jesus, mm-hmm. then that will spill into times with unbelievers as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think often if you're not doing it that way around, yeah. if you can't talk to people who already know Jesus about him, it's going to be mm-hmm. much harder to do it that way. And so it's that kind of stepping effect, isn't it? And yeah just having God's word at the center then spills over into informal conversations and just kind of builds that dynamic of people sharing about him, talking about God, what he's doing in their lives. And that's what we found because we, we try and do
0: things socially um, together and because we, um, so the dance class, one of the other ladies and I go along every week um, and we've made some quite good friends in that group and we'll just be sat in the pub after dancing and just having a drink general chat and quite often we'll just digress into talking church and the others are fascinated because mm-hmm. it's it's an unknown concept they don't mm-hmm. understand it or if they do they've got a very um traditional view of what church is so we talk about popping in each other's houses and like, do you, is that is that part of church <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah up and go, yeah
1: That's great. And I guess one of the things, like we were saying at the beginning, the aim of these podcasts is just help people see whatever the size of the church, however many women that you have in your church, you can develop women's ministry. But we also want to be honest about the and the realism about that. So what have been some of the challenges of doing women's ministry in the church of your size? Um, I would say that the blessing, which is
0: we're tiny, is also the difficulty. Mm and the blessing is that we all know each other and as we've grown together we know each other really really well but that means that we know each other really yeah, well yes <laughs> um and that brings with it its own um difficulties so quite often uh, if one if one of us is, is having a bad day then we all have a bad day and that's how it should be um but it does have a knock-on effect but as well time time for us is the biggest issue we have some women who work full-time some who are part-time and you know, my job, I'm set aside to spend time with the women. But even though I've got free reign over my week, I still have to slot in around them. And that does just present difficulties at mm-hmm. times. And then the other thing, I suppose, is the obvious thing, there's just not enough people to go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd love to be able to do X, Y, Z, but we just don't have enough people to do it. Mm-hmm. So we have to do the best of what we've got. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think linked to that, I think finding, for me, it's finding people who are willing and, and or able to lead Bible studies. I think I'm coming to that realisation that this already trained person who loves leading Bible studies is not necessarily just going to rock up at our church. I'd love about four of them, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, but I find it, I need. I just need to invest more time thinking, who can I help learn how to... Um, teach God's words in that context so that can be tough just feeling like oh I just love some more people who would love to lead Bible studies Um, and I think the other thing is sometimes it does just you get weary don't you I think the it all feels quite ordinary often what we're doing week by week not very flashy not very fancy it all takes a reasonable amount of effort to keep it going and to kind of think oh what we're going to study next term what we're going to do but although it's easy to get weary, I think we're doing anything but ordinary, really, aren't we? As we sit week by week, feeding ourselves from God's word, doing it together. Um, but yeah, I think that's just some of the challenges. It's just the kind of leaders, and also just keeping it going.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it was the pandemic and. You were meeting at Beckles on Zoom, weren't you? You invited me to come and take your meeting. You gave me a week off. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was delighted to do. And it was just lovely because um, I got to see the intergenerational makeup of the group. Um, There were a few young mums. There were some who obviously were working part time. There were older women who... Somebody'd set them up so they could join on Zoom. Um, and just the fellowship between them and their warmth to receive God's word was evident. And I think it really spoke to me that that's what you do week in, week out. And so for you, you don't see that week in, week out. I mean, there are sometimes when you meet, like from your Titus 2 meeting, and you maybe go away and think, oh, that was great tonight. And there'll be other times when you meet and you think, oh, it's a bit hard going today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, for me coming in as somebody who's not there every week, I could tell that there was a depth and that the women were keen to learn. They wanted mm-hmm. to engage with God's word. And you've, you've, you're doing that. You're laying that groundwork. And that's their expectation then when they were opening the Bible. Yeah, what, what, what does God's word got to say to me in my situation as a woman? Um An older woman, a younger woman. Yeah, so it was a blessing to me to come.
1: Oh, it's lovely to hear you say that. (laughs) And it's been lovely to hear, as you've just shared, Dawn, of the, I guess, the great blessings and advantages Mm -hmm. that there can be in a church of your size and just what a joy it is to be able to get to know each other so well and know who the women are. Um, What are some of the other things that, I guess, um, have helped the women's ministry, um, particularly Mm -hmm. thinking about being maybe in a smaller church, what are some of the advantages and the blessings that you've seen um, being in your churches doing women's ministry? I think,
2: I think it's, it is knowing people, isn't it? So, and I, we don't have. There's not. If you have a bigger group, you can kind of spend time with people who are like you. Whereas in our group, we just have to muddle in together. Um, that's lovely, and yeah, I love that watching in coffee time and so as we sit around God's word, watching the younger mum who's there with their baby chatting with the lady in their late 70s or the new person to church who's just making connections with people and I think the other thing is maybe you can be a bit more informal so we were doing Colossians earlier this year and we got to the bit in Colossians 2 I think it's 6 and 7 just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live in him so we just paused and we had a week where we just had people share their testimonies as one we didn't split into our separate groups, we stayed as one group. And people just spoke of how they received the Lord Jesus and then how what keeps them going, keeps them continuing. And maybe in a larger church, that's harder, it's a bit more intimidating to share. So I think this the informalness of being smaller can be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, being able to
0: do that is a joy, isn't it? Because quite often when you're in the midst of life you don't always see the blessing until you, you hit the pause button, mm. and then you actually talk about right, what is going on? How am I being blessed? How are we mm. blessing one another? And that's one of the things that we've worked really hard at with our, with all five of us actually, because I think um, when we're not always very good at spotting how God is at work in mm. ourselves. But actually, we're not called to do that. We're called to spot it in each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the joy mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. small that you can see the tiniest little element of growth mm-hmm. that an individual won't see. But you can then go, oh, no, God is moving, you know, we're growing you in that. Mm-hmm. And that's a joy for me. Mm-hmm. Make it be a joy for you. And I think that's a, that's a lovely element of having a tiny church.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess just hearing that kind of organic informal nature is something that those of us who are in larger churches could really learn from like how can we ensure that that is happening and um, so that when women are coming together studying god's word that they're taking those friendships out into the rest of the week taking those conversations and what they've been learning out into the rest of the week that and knowing that even though it might not be with all the women in the church mm. it's still really valuable to do that with that mm. small group of women that they see on a much more regular basis and mm. um, rather than worrying well i can't do it with everyone so I won't do it at all but actually keep going with it yeah
0: I think that's the thing that I've learned most about planting
1: because we are so small
0: like we often I think it's human nature like you said before to want to be with people that you get on with that you Mm. enjoy time with and not that I don't enjoy time with my church family (laughs) better get that in there (laughs) um it's it's God gives us the people that we need And often he gives us those people to make us more like him. And we don't always like the process of being made more like him, but that's what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're not always as grateful as we should be when someone points out something that we need to work on. Um, But we are always very grateful when they point out something where we've grown. And I think we can do that in any church, whatever Mm -hmm. your size Mm -hmm. is. It's all about knowing people well enough to be able to do it.
3: Mm
1: Mm -hmm. Eleanor, I wonder if I could bring you in here. Before you were in Reading, you were part of Whitby Evangelical, Mm -hmm. which is much smaller than Cary Baptist was. How did your experience there resonate with what Dawn and Emily have said, and anything that you'd want to add about your experience of the women's ministry there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I look back to our time in Whitby with a lot of fondness. I met um, Mm -hmm. Dawn there when she was a teenager working on the beach team in Whitby with Graham. Yeah, and we met, it was probably a bit more similar to your situation, um, Emily and Beckles. um, And I think the closeness of the women um, really was very evident. Um, There were some very godly older ladies in the church there who serve and continue to serve very faithfully um, and were very mature in their faith and would really share that. So our Bible studies were really deep times of looking at God's word. And, you know, there were women who just proved the Lord over many, many years of walking with him. So it was, it was a a great joy. Um, I think in a, in a smaller church, you can't hide. Talked about that a little bit. Um, So, yeah, if if some if a woman isn't there on a Sunday or if they're not at the at the ladies' meeting, you notice um, because you miss them. And um, perhaps in a, in a slightly different way, um, newcomers, new women, you are able to integrate them much more quickly um, into into church life. Um, I think another thing um, sometimes in a larger church, you can feel a little bit intimidated. Because you see all these women and you think, oh, they're much more able than I am. But if if it's a smaller church, you've just all got to get on with it. You and you've got to give it a go. Um, so and there and you you support one another in that. So in in leading a Bible study, we just all would take our turn, and that was the way it, it happened. Um, yeah, and that was great. I think also you'd know people's you know, their circumstances, but you also know their, their gifting and you know, their interests and we would draw on that. So when we would plan like something evangelistically, there was one lovely lady who was very good at flower arranging. Um, and, uh, yeah, she did like an evangelistic flower arranging display and she would, and she talked about it It was Easter time. Yeah. So I think sometimes our talents can be a little bit more hidden in a, Larger church in a smaller church, they've you know them and they're evident, and you just draw that out. So. Yeah, just a few reflections picking up on some of what you've said.
1: That's really helpful. Um, As we kind of draw our time to a close, for those who are listening, whether it's the pastor of a smaller church, whether it's a woman who's kind of thinking about how they could start up women's ministry and kind of looking at the size of their church and going, just don't know if we can do it. What would be your top tips or your encouragement to get them to thinking about doing women's ministry in their church? I think I've I wrote down, just do it. Because
0: <laughs> 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 I think I think as women, I think you're right, we're easily intimidated by other women, ridiculously, but we are. Um, and sometimes you just got to say, right, I've just got to stop myself being silly and just pick up my Bible. I can read. I understand what the Bible's saying. I don't need necessarily formal training because I can read it for myself. I'm just going to go and sit down and ask that lady there if she would like to read the Bible with me. Mm. And that's how you start. And you just read the Bible together and you talk about what the word is teaching you. And then I guess you just, it's snowball because the more that you do it, the more confident you become. More people want to get involved. More people want to sit and read the Bible with each other. Mm. And it just becomes this thing that when you first started, you never realized it could be. And that's kind of how it's happened for us. It's just been right. Like, I guess I have to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I enjoy doing it. And our women actually are becoming increasingly confident, not because of me, but because the Lord is at work and he's teaching them through his word. And they're teaching one another and that's how it should be. That's a Titus mm-hmm. 2 model. Mm-hmm. So we should. I don't think we should be scared of it. In a bigger church, mm-hmm. it's more intimidating because mm-hmm. then you've got the whole question of, right, okay, that's great, Dawn. You said just choose one person. Who do I choose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like, right, just throw a dart, not literally. <laughs> um, someone who you think might be receptive and just go like, would you like to read the Bible with me?
2: And then there you go, you're away. Mm-hmm. I think it is just fine to start small mm. with those who want to do it, yeah. who want to meet mm-hmm. around God's word. And then... I think momentum does grow if you do it well, isn't yeah? And people get the kind of get the bug for it, yeah. And they they see it's a good thing to do, and then other they invite other people mm. to join. So I think just go for it, and I think it's just a joy to see women getting more confident reading God's word together, reading it for themselves. I think it gives a context in your church where you talk about things as women that you might actually just not talk about otherwise. I think God's word has this wonderful way of bringing up topics Mm. that just get us talking about things and people can ask questions. It's a place where we can learn from each other, from older women,
1: younger women. And so I think, yeah just do it it's mm. great mm. <laughs> well that seems like a, a very appropriate uh, moment and um, word to end on and thank you so much for sharing with us um, it's been so encouraging just to hear your passion for sharing God's word with women seeing how it's impacted the women in your church and getting them to do it for themselves as well so thank you for coming and sharing thanks, with us thanks for you welcome yeah. great um, and if you listening found this podcast helpful then please do share it um, or leave a rating or a review